Welcome to the Sales Career Podcast. This is your host, Kevin Hopp. Whether you're an executive, sales leader, or just getting your career in sales started, I'm here to help you read between the lines and hear the real stories that you can't get from a resume or from a LinkedIn profile, all designed to help you shape your own sales career. Let's dive right into today's episode and see what we can learn. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Sales Career Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Hopp. Joining me today is someone that I'm really excited to talk to because he does not come from a software sales background. As you all know, most of the people I have on are SaaS selling uh, assassins, SaaS selling ninjas. My guest today is someone who has a background across a variety of different industries, and now he runs his own company called One Call Closers. Everyone, please welcome the great and powerful Richard Mujica. How are we doing today? Yeah, buddy. I'm doing well, Kevin. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited about this. Yeah, like I was mentioning, you know, I, I'm I'm excited to have people on from diverse backgrounds, from from not just SaaS sales because the LinkedIn, you know, software sales bubble where I live and most of the people that are listening to this live and spend a lot of time can yeah. can make you think that sales is one way and that there is one experience in sales and that it is, you know, working from home with your laptop and cold calling and cold emailing with software tools. But it's not always that way, is it? Mm. That's for sure. Definitely not in our in our sales, man. In our sales, like the high ticket space, you have like warm calendars, uh, warm leads on your calendar every day, and there's no cold calling. So I don't know that story too well, but I do know our story. No cold calling. Well, well, Richard, let's jump into it, man. Uh, first question I have for you: you know, tell the audience your two minute career story as if they've never heard of you before. Oh man. Well, first of all, Kevin, yeah, I never thought I'd be in sales, man. At the time when I got my first sales job. I was working for my dad. I was making 40000 a year and it's stuff I hated. I was like a truck driver for my dad. Had wow. two kids, a wife at the time, living in LA. So as you know, like 40000 a year in LA, like you're basically on peanuts and, and like bread, right? Yeah. Um, so I knew I had to get out of that, man. So I put my two weeks in with my dad, not knowing exactly what I was going to do, but I just knew I had to get out of it and do something different. And then I saw a job post on Indeed that said, hey, man, we're looking for a guy that's going to like be a you know, hustler, loves fitness, and wants to change the world. So I was like, hey, that sounds like me. So then I, I went in for an interview. I put my resume in. They said, hey, come in for an interview. Met with a lady named Jasmine. We hit it off. She's like, hey, let me set you up with an interview with my boss. And her boss was named Bedros Koulian. And I thought huh. he was like a short little Mexican dude, you know? Yeah. And I, I get into that interview, man, and I had chills running up and down my arms because this guy, Bedros Koulian, happened to be like the high ticket space king, right? He had all these coaching programs. He was coaching like the Vince Dalmanis. He was networking with like Ed Milet and Dean Graciosi and Tony Robbins and all the big dogs. And I was like, holy crap, man, how do I work for this guy? And, uh, and that's how it happened, man. That's how I got my first sales job. He, we hit it off. He said, Hey man, come work for me. I didn't even know I was going to be doing sales, Kevin, to be honest with you. I just said, I want to be around this guy. I know my life's going to change if I can just be around this guy. And, wow. um, and that's what I did, man. That's how I landed my first sales job, which is I crazy. Dig it. I dig it. So that was your first sales job. Um, I'm sure it's not a straight line. It never is a straight line. The, the, the next question I always ask is, what's been the most difficult sales job you've had and, and what made it challenging? 
Well, yeah, I mean, again, I, so I never thought, right, I'd ever be in sales. Like, I remember people telling me, like, hey, man, have you thought about sales? And I was like, bro, I don't want to do sales. Like, dude, that's like, that sounds horrible. Like, I don't want to convince yeah. people to do stuff, right? right? And then when I got with Bedros, he was like, hey, man, by the way, he's like, you're going to be, you're going to be selling for me. He's like, the way it's going to work is on Monday, you know, I started on a Monday and he's like, next Monday, I'm going to mail out to my list on my email list and I'm going to start booking you calls to close a $3,000. Uh, at the time, it was like a coaching package. And I was like, holy crap. OK, so he gave me like a little, you know, uh, sales uh, training. He's like, hey, man, here's a straight line. Pretty much like Jordan Balfort's like straight line system. He's like, here's a straight line. You know, here's a sale. You're going to get to the end of the sale and like, you know, don't go off the rails. He put the rails up. Don't let the conversation go crazy. At the end of the conversation, just ask, you know, if they want to pay with credit card or, you know, uh, debit card and, you know, take their money. I'm like, holy crap. Okay. That sounds easy oh, enough. That's aggressive and, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. It was aggressive. And I remember that Monday, man, I had calls stacked on my calendar. I'd get on the phone. And the most difficult part, man, was freaking closing people because in our line of work, Kevin, like it's a one call close, bro. Like when you get on the phone, it is your job to close that sale. Like follow ups is cool, but it's like, you know, this person's kind of warm. They already know who the influencer is. They know what the product's all about. It's your job to close. And um, and that was the hardest part, man. I didn't know how to close, bro. I didn't know how to close. I just knew they were going to say, I need to think about it. I want to talk to my wife, all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, right. what the hell do I say? Right. And yeah. so that was a difficult part, man. I had to learn how to close deals. And, and what you're talking about here is something that, believe it or not, I believe a, a large portion of my audience doesn't really have to do this very often. Right. So we, we talk about coffee is for closers and sales. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm a closer. Blah, 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 blah. Well, in the software sales world, generally you're selling stuff that's anywhere from like, you know, 15,000 a year all the way up to 5 million a year, yep. but it's expensive stuff and it's B2B, right? In a B2B yep. context, you're not calling a director of customer success and saying, hey, take out your credit card and pay for this $30,000 software right now. Yep. It's a very different close, but like, I, I think it's just so, there's so much to learn from like your experience and like, like how different it is to like close somebody on the phone, like yes. right then and there. And you're selling to people. Right. It's B2C yeah. sales. Yeah, it's mostly Man, B2C. But then as as I as I worked up. Right. So I started selling three thousand dollar packages and then, you know, I started doing well. And I and the, re, the the way I did well is I just followed up like a freaking maniac. I remember I had people like texting me, Kevin, saying, hey, bro, I've never been followed up like this in my life. I had people calling me follow up king. <laughs> right. All this crazy stuff. Go. And I was like, bro, I don't know yeah. what else to do. Like, that's how I'm going to close these deals. And then I got good at it through repetition because I was taking so many damn calls. And then I started yeah. selling $16,000 coaching packages in one phone call. And then my, Bedros was like, hey, bro, do you think you could sell it at 25 k I'm like, well, I, I think so. Let's try. And then boom, we were selling 25 k one call closes. And then he was like, hey, bro, do you think you could sell it at 50 k I'm like, well, let's, let's try, right? And so then we were selling uh, 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 coaching packages to business owners. So it was B2B essentially because there's people that wanted to grow their online business. And then we started selling 50K coaching packages over the phone, bro, in like one phone call, one 30 to 45 minute phone call. That's nuts. And, and then we just started banging those out. And that's how I, I, that's how I learned the game, right? Like I got into the game 
And then I acquired the skill of closing. And then from there, he was like, hey, man, do you want to uh, do you want to go into franchising? Because Bedros also owns a Fitbody boot camp, which at the time was a top 500 fastest growing franchises. They had 400 franchises all across the U.S. and Canada. And he's like, hey, man, do you want to get into franchising? I said, yeah, let's do it. So then I was doing high ticket closing and then franchising. And then from there, bro, I started crushing franchises. He's like, hey, man, why don't you be the manager of Fitbody Bootcamp? And then I learned the skill of management. So then I was managing like six reps for Fitbody Bootcamp. We were selling 15 to 25 franchises a month. And as you know, like a franchise sale is a lot different than a one call close. That was a long sales cycle. That was probably anywhere from a four week to eight week sales cycle. Okay, so it got yeah, more complex. More complex, exactly. But I knew how to yeah. close, though, by that point. Like, I already knew how to close. Yeah. Uh, having a long sales cycle for me was actually, like, pretty easy because I was like, okay, well, it's, like, relationship-based. I knew how to, like, you know, build rapport with people. But I also knew how to close. So that was, you know, the benefit I had. Wow. I love it. It's it's interesting that your emphasis on, like, learning how to close and obviously the name of your business, One Call Closers, and – I, I'm I'm the opener, right? Like I I might I should like rebrand myself on LinkedIn as the opener guy because like I'm mm-hmm. all about cold calling and sales development and like how do you get these net new relationships? How do you go from like okay cool I've got a cool software product or widget? How do I go find customers? And the first yeah. step is getting that first conversation. It's it's really interesting that you're like the other side of the coin where yeah. you almost all like correct me if I'm wrong you almost always work in like a warm environment where they've scheduled time with you on your calendar so it's yeah. just a matter of okay like let's let's make this happen in one call and close it exactly man that's that's exactly right hence the name right one call closers yeah um that's yeah. what we do all day every day man that's like that's us for sure I dig it. So talk to me a little bit about that. How did you decide to start your own business and, 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 and launch this one called Closers? So I was working for Bedros and you know, mind me now, like, you know, in this story, I, I was making 40,000 a year in literally yeah. about two years, man, working with Bedros and the opportunity that he gave me, I went from 40,000 a year to almost quarter million a year in, in like revenue, like money coming in my way. And I was like, wow, that happened fast, you know? But what I realized, man, is I had this entrepreneurial itch. I was like, dude, I got to like do something right with this because I was starting to get like dissatisfied again, even though I was making more money and I had all this opportunity. I was like, bro, there's something missing. Right. And so I, uh, I ended up saying, Hey, you know what, B, I used to call him B. His name is Bedros. He's called B. I said, B, I want to go out and I want to be an entrepreneur, man. And he, he could dig that. He was, he was all about that. He said, Hey Rich, I'm happy for you. Go make it happen. Right. And so I ended up leaving that job, took my experience with me. And at the time I loved fitness and I was selling fit body bootcamp franchises. So I'm like, Hey man, I'm going to open up a fit body bootcamp franchise and I'm going to start that business and I'm going to crush it. Right. And so I left fit body. I paid the franchise fee, opened up my fit body bootcamp. Mind you, I had at the time, because I was making more money, I had $40,000 in savings. So I used that $40,000 to open up my Fit Body Bootcamp. And I also mortgaged my house, refinanced my house for $140,000. So now I took out a total of about $180,000 on top of the franchise fee, which was $25,000 to open this Fit Body, right? And wow, so now okay. I'm like back to square one. I have no money. 
And I'm like, but hey, we're going to make it happen. Well, what happened, Kevin, is we were not making it happen. And we, <laughs> yeah, we were not it making not it go according to plan. It did not go according to plan. We were not making uh, money. And at this point, I had three kids, a wife, and now I was back to being broke again. And I was like, crap. And I'll never forget this, man. It was a day where I was talking to my wife and I said, well, babes, I said, we're literally down to our last $1,500 in our bank account. And I'm talking to my wife. She's crying. And basically just saying like, well, what's the plan from here? And I'm like, well, shit, I don't know. Um, But I knew I had the skill of closing. I'm like, dude, I know I know how to close. So I called up a guy in my contact list that I met through Bedros. And his name was Robbie Blanchard. And I knew Robbie had a course that he was promoting. I was like, hey, let me just call Robbie and see if he needs help with selling this thing. And so I call Robbie. Actually, I text him because I had his number. I was like, hey, bro, do you need help selling your course? I'm not kidding you, Kevin. Within like three minutes, the dude texts me back. He's like, yes, can you chat right now? And I'm like, yes, let's get on the phone. He's like, hey, man, I got this course. I'm doing pretty well. I've hired some sales companies before. Nobody's really working out. Do you think you could sell this? And it was an affiliate marketing product at the time. And I'm like, bro, I know affiliate marketing. I can sell this. He's like, well, can you start on Monday? And meanwhile, this was on a Thursday. I'm talking to him. I'm like, bro, I'll start on Monday. Just send me the leads, whatever you got, and I'll, I'll crush deals. He's like, all right. Yeah. Monday comes around, and uh, he sends me his lead list. And, bro, all I knew how to do is take that lead list, and I just started banging out the phone, right? Start dialing right. people. And I'm like, hey, and then I just start dialing, texting, going like a maniac. A week goes by, and Robbie gives me a call. He's like, bro, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean, what am I doing? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, dude, I'm not kidding with you. He's like, I've hired three other sales companies. You've probably sold more than they've sold in the last week combined with all three companies. There and I'm go. like, no freaking way. He's like, yes. And then from there, man, I, you know, I took that model. I'm like, bro. If I can do this for Robbie, then I, you know, I knew how to manage closers. So then we started scaling closers for Robbie. And then I'm like, well, maybe I can do this for more influencers. And then I just started, you know, I got another influencer. Then we got Dean Graciosi and Tony Robbins. And then from there, we started getting testimonials. And then we just started like building off that momentum, man. And that's how I came up with One Call Closers. It was kind of by accident, but that's how it started. Wow. Wow. I, I, I think there's so much to be said for that, where you, you put the time in early in your career to learn a skill yep. and you, you, you could hang your hat on that. You could say like, look, like I might not know much, but I know how to fucking close. That's right. Me. It's, it's funny. It kind of parallels, not, not gonna lie. It parallels my career. Like I I've, I've had a bunch of different sales jobs where I'm like, shoot, this ain't it. Yeah. This ain't it. I, I'm not going to be doing this for very much longer. What do I know how to do? I know how to open. Like, I'm a cold caller. Yeah. Like I, I can world class cold calling talent. That's what I am. I've proved it time and time and time again. So when times get tough, I just lean on that. Yeah. I know I could always make money cold calling if I need to. The same way you just leaned on your your core skill, your core skill of like I can fucking close. That's it, man. That's all I knew how to do. I just was like, well, that's this is the skill I have. Let me, how can I use it? And yeah, that's it. That's phenomenal. Phenomenal. One, one of the next questions I have for you here is, have you ever been fired or laid off? Did that happen at all during your journey? So, I, well, I did quit, right? 
and, and so okay. you know, I was, I was, it, it was, was not involuntary, not involuntary termination, but voluntarily you walked away from something. Yeah. Voluntarily. I, I walked away from something and it was, it was, I'm not going to lie. Right. I mean, it's scary, man. Like you're walking yeah. into an unknown and you're not sure what's going to happen next, but I don't, you know, I don't know why Kevin, you know, some people, I'll never understand this, right? Like why some people maybe believe in themselves more than others, but I just, I believed in myself for some reason. I just knew like I could make something happen. And I yeah. just kind of went with that gut instinct and, you know, and Tony Robbins says this, he's like, you know, when you have no other options, when, when, when humans are put in a, like, you know, either you die or you live, he's like, most humans are just going to live. And I, I, I think there's some truth to that. Like when you have no other options, but to succeed, you're more than likely going to succeed because that's the only option you have. Right. So, yeah, I, I, don't know. and I, to, to, to like piggyback off that there is like, I believe there's a lot of truth to for certain people, probably like you and me, Richard, we, we have to have our backs against the wall for like greatness to show up in mm -hmm. a way. Right. Like, like some people can be like super motivated while they're working their nine to five job to do better, greater things, a lot of stuff. Like I was never super motivated to kill myself and work 50, 60 hour weeks for other people. hundred percent. But now for myself, when I'm like, yo, you know, hop consulting group, how's revenue going? How's customer support going? I look around the room and I'm the only one in it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, yeah. I, sales are down this month. What's going on? And I, I say to myself in the mirror, right? Yeah. There's no one here yeah. but me. I yeah. find that I do better work, right? I find that I actually do all the little things that, that it's taking to, to survive and get through and to like put food on the table and, and build stable business relationships and do all the things. This podcast, right? Like yeah. this, is, this, is, this is one of the things that I am dedicated to doing to give back to the community and, and really promote things, right? So yeah. Wow. I love it. Well, question for you, you know, if you could go back and, and give one piece of advice to yourself the day you started your sales career, what, what would that be? You know, man, I think, you know, what I tell our closers now and what I tell every salesperson, because they're like, hey, man, like I'm just getting started in sales. What should I do? And I wish I would have known this back then, man. And I, I didn't. And I mm -hmm. took the long route. But I always tell them, I say, listen, dude, find somebody. Find somebody in your company, if there's somebody in your company right now that is crushing it. Who's that top guy? And you go up to him and say, hey, man, I want to be just like you. Here's the goals I have this year. Here's the things I want to do for my family, X, Y, Z. Is there any way I can just be around you? Can I shadow your calls? Can I see how you take your calls? Can I, can I see how you do your follow-up? And just modeling that, man, it's, it makes things so much easier. Like... I didn't do that. I took the long way. I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to read right. books. I was trying to listen to podcasts. I was just trying to get sets and reps in, which don't get me wrong. It yeah. works, but there's a shorter, there's a shorter method. And which is copying people who already have success or just learning from them, learning, just, learning through osmosis, right? Being, being around that, being like, around them, man, asking questions, yeah. seeing how they like, you know, handle certain scenarios, how they handle this objection, what their demeanor was like, what their energy was like what their body language was like, like that stuff is golden in sales because look in sales, you have the words, right? Everybody has the script, the words, the objection handlers. But the problem is, is like, that's not what's going to make somebody great, right? That's like the basic knowledge of sales. 
The other side of it is the, is the art of sales. I always say there's the science of sales and there's the art of sales. The science is yes. the skills, the tactics, the scripts. The art is everything else is your charisma, your tonality, your body language, your energy, the way you just build rapport with people like that is really hard to, to get down. But if you can be around it and see it, it's a lot easier to, to absorb and learn, I think. Uh, and what, what are your thoughts on this? Like, I'm really interested when I was the first five years of my sales career, like starting out, right? Yeah. I was in the office. This is before work from home was even like a consideration, right? Way before the pandemic. And that was so much easier to see, right? Because mm. you could literally go into the breakout room with the top closer guy and watch him give the demo. Even if it was a remote demo, you're in the room with him while he's talking and doing his thing. Or I've gone to client meetings. I've gone on site. I've gone and done that. How important do you think that is, like physically being close to the to your mentor? Dude, it's everything, man. It's every, in our company, right? All we do is remote sales calls. It's like so, all we do is Zoom calls. That's like all we do. And so, yeah. there's one thing of, you know, hey man, here, let me send you the recording of my Zoom call so you can watch it. But there's another yeah. thing when we say, hey man, come down to the office so you can see me take the Zoom call. And it's it's yeah. two different scenarios man experiences, like, yeah, experiences yeah. yeah like you can't even compare the two so anytime you can yeah i mean being in front of it's like being there in person is i i always think always way better absolutely yeah it's it's a it's a it's like an unfortunate truth that like there's some things that are just not better in a fully remote environment so i i don't know one day i'm gonna found a software company knock on wood it's gonna happen it's there gonna you. happen and when i do i think it's gonna be a fully remote company with quarterly yeah. offsites and we get everybody together for two or three business days every quarter somewhere and it's it's team collaboration it's team sales meetings it's team everything and like you see people and you interact with them and yep. there's so many benefits from that face to face but i don't know if it needs to be every day you know so yeah it, very yeah. interesting what would you call the software company well, <sighs> Oh, I don't, I don't know yet. Right. That's a good question. I, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm a sales guy through and through, so I'm yeah. not going to be the technical arm of it. Right. I'm not going to be involved in like, you know, here's the, here's what the software is and how it works and the API to that and this, but, um, yep. the next time that I have a full-time job, I'll be a co-founder. There you go. I'm not going to be an employee. There you I don't, go. I, 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 I think my days of being an employee are, are pretty much over. <laughs> so there you go. So I, I'm super entrepreneurial like you, right? Like I, and I'm going through this very raw experience of being a solopreneur right now with my own little business. And, yeah. and like I said, no one in the room, but me to, to win or lose. That's scary. And can uh, be scary. 100%. It, oh, it's super scary, yeah. man. Yeah. Super scary. I got a wife and kids. Yeah. I mean, you know, I got a wife and a kid, not, not, not multiple kids, but yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, dude. So, all right. Awesome. I, I always ask four rapid fire questions. To wrap things up, Richard, this has been super valuable. Thank you again for coming on, man. Let's 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 get to these four rapid fire questions. Try to answer as fast as you can, and then the last one you can take a little bit to 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 to, to think about what you want to say. But okay. all right, first question for you. Ready? Let's do it. Do you believe that salespeople should be money motivated? Yes. Yes, that's the right answer in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> number number two. Do you think cold calling is dead? No. And will it ever be? No. Probably not. Probably not. It's the right answer. All right. Number three. This is a bit of a, a, a change up. You can take a second to think if you need to. So what's if you had to choose, if I asked you tomorrow and you're about to start your start your own company, like another company, you had to choose one. 
What's more important in an overall go-to-market strategy, sales or marketing? Marketing. Marketing. Dude, you're a closer. Sales is more important. <laughs> <laughs> I think marketing, man. You got you got to get you got to get people to close. You got to get people to the close. You got yeah, you got to yeah, you got to get people to the close. Like if nobody knows you if you don't have attention, if you don't have eyeballs, if you don't have, you know, like nothing else matters, man. You got in in the online space for sure like Bro, you you got to master marketing, man. Like you got to master marketing. Yeah, 100%. I love it. Well, last last question for you, Richard. Imagine um, you bought a Powerball ticket last week, and you had all the numbers. So you've now wake waking up on uh, what was it Saturday, Friday night was the drawing, and you you're a billion dollars, Richard. You have all the money in the world. Now you don't need money. What would you do with your time? Bro, I, I got four kids, man. So I got four kids, seven and under right now, uh, Kevin. I got my oh, wife. Oh, it's a, it's a lot going on. That's yeah, a lot going on, man. I, I think with my time, I, I love spending time with my family, man. We got sports stuff. We like to go fishing. We like to go boating. And that's my, li- that's my world right now, right? Like that's where I'm at in life. And so that's where I would mm-hmm. spend the majority of my time for sure. And then I love working out. I love doing some sports on the side. Um, and I love, I love, I love the fitness space. So I'd probably be teaching fitness or something like that as like a little hobby, but that's what I would, that's what I would do, man. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Richard, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on here and sharing your story. It's, it's a, it's a little bit of a departure from my, my usual guest and that, that makes it so, so valuable. I hope you know that. Um, how can people connect with you? This is your opportunity. Like how, how do they connect with you? How do they learn from you? Yeah, I think the best way is probably, you know, Instagram. So that the handle's Richard underscore my last name. So, you know, that's one way. Or just go to onecallclosers.com and the the one is a numeric one, right? So it's like the let it's the the number one, onecallclosers.com. Um that would probably be the best way. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, Richard, thanks again for coming on and uh let's stay connected, man. Cheers. Yeah, thanks Kevin. Appreciate it, man. If this episode is interesting to you, please share your thoughts on LinkedIn or Twitter. Tag me and I might just feature your post in an upcoming episode of the Sales Career Podcast. Or if you want to connect directly, go to hopconsultinggroup.com and we'll find a way to work together. Cheers.